Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast, and I am Larry Monkey, and I am here with the Mississippi Hippie. Can we call you a Mississippi Hippie? Sure. That's that kind of thing. That kind of thing. <laughs> Run DFF, Justin Rogers. What's going What's on? I'm a redneck hippie. It's a weird combination, but it works. It works. The redneck hippie from Mississippi. Nice. And um, Well, how are you, man? You just got back from vacation, correct? I'm suntanned, but let me tell you something. Vacationing with a two-and-a-half-year-old is not much of a vacation. Doug Eddie. Oh, my gosh. Now, now my it. wife and I have to figure out how to ditch the kid for a week and go do something fun. This is her first visit to the beach, so she was running around squealing, running into the ocean and stuff. So it was a good time. But yeah, yeah. You don't come back refreshed from an eight-day vacation with a two-and-a-half-year-old. It's fishbowl season. It's eliminator season. It's potathon season. So You know what? What I'm going to have to take a vacation day, speaking of vacations, because I feel <laughs> like we're going to be on a certain potathon. And I'm certain it'll be one of our overnight trips. Well, this guy we got on, he's a jerk. He don't like us. He wants to stick us in the middle of the night. I already know. He said he hasn't put the schedule together, but it'll be like three o'clock in the morning. Hold we'll on, be man. Getting buzzed. You know, everybody well, knows he's a jerk, though. Oh, jerk. I don't know, man. But I'll tell you what. Talk about the SFB Polython and what this guy puts into it all the way from Ridgemont High. No, we got Salito here with us at Salito FF on Twitter, the king of the Polython, the grand poobah of the Polython, the ringmaster of the SFB Polython. Welcome to the show, my man. You know, it's not easy for me to keep quiet while I'm getting dogged like that. By yeah, I know. I, knew, I, I wanted to allow you to properly introduce me, you know, as I got, as it goes. And I, I'll just say, I'll retort a couple of things. First and foremost, Justin, if you follow me on social media, Twitter or any of stuff, you know, my kids are older now, right? So my oldest just graduated college. Grown my, ass kid. my middle son is uh, my middle kid, which is my only son. He's got two years left in college and I got one graduating high school. So, but man, I, I remember back to those vacations where I was like chasing the kids around Disney and Sesame Place. And I was like, this is not, who's this a vacation? <laughs> I'm working my asshole all week and then I got to chase these kids. So, I don't envy you, brother. I mean, I miss it. Don't get me wrong. When they're babies, it's amazing. So I miss that. But, yes, here's the good news for you guys. 3 o'clock, 3 a.m. was booked today. Oh, Wait. we're good. Oh, right. 3.30 is open. <laughs> ah. Last year was our inaugural appearance on the SFB Podathon, and, and we had a, a prime spot. I think it was about 2 a.m., I think. We like to tear it up. If you, you want to get your juices flowing, tune into the hot sauce pot on the Podathon. You know what I could do for you guys? At 1 a.m., Steffi Smalls and Lindellians will be coming on Linda. Nice. You know people are going to be up watching them. Right, right, right. So that one thirty spot right after them. <laughs> It's, it's open. Use a sick day. We're Look, honestly, we're grateful for any time just to come on and be part of raising some charity money. So that sounds good to me. You want us to warm up the uh, crowd for them? That's fine, too. But hey, if they want to warm it up for us, that's fine, man. They're a pretty good warm up act, yes, man. <laughs> well, good, uh, make sure you got a sick day in place. Right, right. I'll tell my wife I need a sick day. Yeah. For me let, let, us let us know how that goes, Larry. Let us know how that goes. Man, it's July 5th. It, it'll be good. The juices will be flowing. The adrenaline. Try to just get this out of the way uh poor justin's favorite player no longer playing on his favorite team um, normally we'll, we'll just touch on the, like these current events and just breeze right through them but i feel like we need to take a moment here and, and hear your thoughts on this difficult day yep. i'm coping guys i'm coping that's all i'm doing i'm just coping yeah <laughs> How we get on a podcast for me. <laughs> All right, man. Sal's got the dance going. Yeah. It, now it, starting uh, number two. Number two. For the we Tennessee knew. Titans. Yes. Dude. That's, go, that's going to be so weird. That's going to be the weirdest part. It's not even like seeing him in a blue jersey. It's going to be seeing him run out to with the two on instead of 11. Like, that's just so strange to me. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, we've known it was coming. It just, the Falcons couldn't avoid it. Because of their salary cap mismanagement over the years. You know, you can only push it down the road so far. Sal, you all right? Did you fall out of your chair over there? <laughs> my chair. My chair released. <laughs> What's that? The Leaning Tower of Pisa behind you, man? What do you oh got going on goodness. back there? Look at that lamp. 
Don't stroke it like that. I thought you were molding like uh, like some ceramic pot or something. Yeah, it's like you're, you're pressing the yeah, pedal yeah. underneath the table there. Man. Is behind him right now. I'm waiting for Patrick Swayze to put his arms around me. <laughs> oh, hey now. Hey. Yeah. You want to start, start with, with Julio? Let's start with Julio. Let's start with yeah. Salito. How do you feel about this, Sal? So I'm a, I'm a pretty big Julio fan myself. Been yeah. one of my favorite players since he's been in the league. I hate the nagging little uh, leg injuries that you know seem to have him play only part of every second half of every game. I hate the fact that he pulls himself out like after a big downfield play. So it's been hard to swallow, but I just want to see him healthy and get the opportunity to perform because the 32 years old, I really don't think he's had any kind of a serious injury. Like he's had nagging injuries throughout his career, right? Like nothing devastating. I think the guy's still in phenomenal shape. I think with the two of them on the outside and Derek Henry. Henry in the backfield, yeah. that is a really scary offense. I mean, it was going to be a pretty good offense. You know, Tannehill was efficient enough to get the job done in that, in, in that offense. And I, I tell you, guy, I like I like Ferkser this year. I think he's going to be a big sleeper in that yeah. offense. And now with them putting a lot of attention on those two wide receivers, I think he becomes mm-hmm. even more of a sleeper in that offense. Yeah, There's going to be like 40 targets for someone out there after they feed A.J. Brown and Julio. There's going to be, you know – 35, 40 targets left over for somebody. So could be Ferkser. Mm, hey, Ferkser is a sleeper. He's, like I said, you know, it doesn't matter what tight end plays for Tennessee because Tannehill throws a touchdown and it's a tight end and you don't know who it is until they flash the name up on the screen because it could be any, any one of those three guys. But what's his face is gone, John U. Smith, and we got Ferkser in the house. I think there's going to be an issue with volume in that offense for everybody. You're not going to see 150 targets going to one guy. So I don't know that there's a true, at least not, maybe a back-end wide receiver one out of Julio or A.J. Brown, maybe. But I don't think you have a, a, a top five wide receiver there. I mean, for, and, for 2021. And this is assuming Julio stays healthy. Sal mentioned earlier all these soft tissue injuries that this guy has been dealing with over the years. Yeah, you but know. he's only he up until up until last year, the previous six years, he had been one of the most dependable wide receivers because he's played through injury. He's I mean, he's played he had played 14 or more games all six of those years. So hmm. well, I think only a, only a handful and a half of guys had played more wide receiver games than him over that period. You know, Hopkins, right. Fitzgerald, a couple other guys, Cole Beasley, I think was in there. Like there's a couple, it's just not that many wide receivers. The NFL is a game of injuries. I mean, it's just who can avoid them the longest and who can, who can manage them the best. The war of attrition. Yeah. Right. And Ryan Tannehill, the man, whether you like it or not, we compared his statistics and he's right up there with Pat Mahomes. You remember that? <laughs> His first 15 games between two seasons were comparable. Right. I think that may be that leveled out, though. I don't know that he's still uh, – we'll have to see. This Pat Mahomes kid seems like he's okay. He's, he's all right. I'm still waiting for the breakout from Mahomes. Still waiting. <laughs> yeah, a 60-touchdown season? Yeah, right, right, right. Maybe. Briefly, on Atlanta, Pitts becomes like – He should get 250 targets, right? Because right, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. the greatest thing that's ever existed in the history of <laughs> – Dynasty football. It is crazy the hype that Pitts is getting. It is crazy. And it's only going up now that Julio is gone. Yeah. This is absurd. Like, there is still a learning curve at the tight end position. If you're expecting tight end three out of him in 2021, you're probably reaching way too far. I could see 90 or 100 targets for him, though. 60, 65 catches, 750 yards, something like this that. This is assuming Mike Davis doesn't turn back into the Mike Davis from before last year. Well, he was still the Mike Davis from before last year. He just got some targets last year. Yeah. I mean, he still wasn't great. He just was really involved in the pass game. Thunderbirds. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, every – Sal, I was talking about this with somebody the other day. Like, every week it's a new thigh. Someone out there. Hey, you guys, I don't think you know this, but when you plant your foot, your thigh just explodes. It, it happens to – to everybody that's got any sort of muscle structure on their legs. <laughs> it's going to look like fucking the Hulk as, as soon as they plant their foot. Like It happens to all of them. You were on vacation, uh, yeah. and you were doing some eliminators during Holy shit. Yeah, so I kept getting like, eliminators. So let me know. Let me, how was that experience having to deal well, with that? Well, I kept nonsense. getting messages like in the chats. Hey, you have 20 minutes. Like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. And every morning I would wake up and check. Okay. I'm I'm on the clock and like four picks, five picks, whatever. Then I'd be on the beach or fishing or whatever and, and lose track of time. And then all of a sudden someone would at me in one of the groups. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to jump in there and make a pick real quick. Dude, these eliminators took so long, though. I just looked. The first one that we started was March or was May the 20th, I think. 
So that is three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, that we started these damn things. Sounds So we did an old school falafel one this year. If you guys don't know what falafel is, that was the original name of the Fantasy Football Funhouse. It was uh, Fantasy Life App, Fantasy Football League. That's where we were created, where we came from, Matthew Berry's right. Fantasy Life App. So the guys wanted to do an old school falafel one, or John Bosch had the idea of doing the old school falafel one. So we had a mix of guys that are in some of the falafel leagues that we've done for five or six years. Some new guys that were in the Funhouse ones in the past. It's the only one I did this year. Uh, John has just done – I want to give John Bosch a shout-out every time I can because I break his balls so much. But he really does an amazing job with those. He raised, I believe, over $30,000 yeah, this year. So he's putting uh, the heat on me to raise a lot more for the Potathon. You know, my only takeaway from those is similar to what Justin said. I never know when I'm on the clock. I, I handled it for me, Steve and Kevin. I did the draft. And for some reason, <laughs> I don't have my MFL notifications set up right. right. I used to get text messages. I, I'm not getting them this year. I did four of them. So I didn't jump in 13 or whatever like Larry. But being in 13, I finally did my last one. It ended two days ago. And, man, my head's about to explode. And, again, Sal, I was on vac- I went on. went to the Bahamas for, like, four days. The day after, they all right. went yeah, off. You went right at the heart of it all. Yeah. It was nuts. So yeah. My, so my head's been like, I've just, it's just been spinning. So oh. I'm very, it was fun. You know, it'll be fun when it's all, when like I look back on it. But yeah, man, I'm like fatigued. 13 is too many, Larry. Yes, it is too many. 13 yes. is I mean, too many. And it's, 13 is not too many best ball leagues. 13 is too many drafts to be doing simultaneously. Yes. Too many drafts at the same time. Sal, did you do any uh, like startups or anything like that this year at so all? So not doing, I've so far so good. I've avoided doing any startups because I cut leagues back. Back in recent years, I took on a RotoViz DFS on the Daily DFS show. That's right. So I'm yeah. trying to shift shift my focus to that because it, the dynasty takes a lot of effort, and I, I just I was in too many. So I'm definitely not doing any startups. I've done pretty much all my rookie uh, either drafts or auctions are pretty much complete at this point. So I've done a lot of those, but uh, no, no startups. People are getting snippy too. If you can see on Twitter, there's but I mean, I guess I guess there's always snippiness going out on Twitter. I guess every now and again there's a little like skirmish going on some in one corner of the yard. Good way to refer to it. It's like it's like recess at school that that, yeah. that app. And I and I love Twitter, been on it, been on it since like 2012, but for fantasy purposes, five to six years. Yep. And you, you do see this every year. The rookie stuff comes up, everybody's excited. Then you have the malaise of that being over and waiting for other things to come up and now people are canceling mandatory uh, mini camps. So we don't even have that stuff to look at. And so many more people are trying to get into the fantasy industry, not so much the community, right? Cause there's a community yeah. and there's totally. people trying to work in the industry and a community people, we all hang out, we get along. It's a, and then you got the people trying to make it the industry. It used to be, and I think there still is a good part of the community industry that supports one another. But you're starting to get little clicks and little groups of people, and they feel if they could bury that group, they could yep. build up their group. And it, I am seeing more factions than wow. I've ever seen before. And it's just no room for all of it. It, it is a it's a crowded, it's an oversaturated market to an to an extent. So I think that you see a lot of those people trying to make it a career get very the short short fuse. Well, everybody's trying to rush into it too. Like it's like it's a booming community slash business and everybody's trying to build it as quick as they can so that they can get ahead of the game and it's sort of like corporate world step on somebody else to get to your place kind of thing you know nice it's more fun to just do it because we like it so sal how is rotoviz going is that like a that consume most of your time well in season it, it takes up a decent amount of time up until like wednesday because we record on wednesday night we release on thursday morning so you know monday tuesday you know prices come out on monday Start putting everything together for the DFS. So there's so many amazing people in the DFS part of this industry. You don't want to go out there and be the schlocky one. So, but I have two co-hosts in TJ and Matt. So, and those guys know their stuff. They're accomplished DFS players. That's TJ Calkins and Matt Jones, for those of you who don't know. And I kind of like, I take the lead and run the show and and lean on their DFS knowledge. And then I throw my stuff out there and every once in a while I beat them and I have to go, see, I'm just pretending I'm not. <laughs> so, but no, it doesn't take up all my time, but it takes up a good amount of time. The potathon. Do you have any surprises? Uh, any anything that's a little bit different than last year? Or? There will definitely be people you haven't seen in the past. And so one of the things I, I want to emphasize this year is uh, diversity. We have a diverse crowd of people in this industry, you know, female faces, minority faces. 
people who haven't gotten the exposure enough that they they should have been getting in the past. So I put an emphasis on really diversifying right. the crowd this year. So that's something I, I don't want to say it's different. It's not that I ignored that in the past. It just never seemed to work out where it was even enough, you know? So emphasis on that this year. Being that the Scott Fishbowl itself is music-themed, I had someone come to me with an amazing idea to reach out to people in the fantasy community who do original music. So if you're a musician, if you're listening to this now, you're a musician, and you're in this community, and you make music, you're a musician, it's a passion, it's a full-time, whatever, it's a hobby, but you have original music and you want to get it played on the show, send it in to us. We're going to come in and out of the hours, the half hours, the bottom of the hours, with actual music from people in the community. So that's a, a twist and a new thing we're doing this year. I can dig it. Nice. It your, hey, now. It won't get your potathon shut down. Jerks coming in with copyrighted music. Why we, <laughs> and that's exactly why we emphasized your own original <laughs> music. You're 100% right. So uh, Jeff Bell, for whom Jay Bell tolls. Sure, yeah. Number four, W-H-O-M-J Bell, B-E-L-L. T-O-L-L-S is the person who came with me to me with the idea, and I gave him the uh, the lead to run with it. So cool. hit him up on Twitter with your, with your original music. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, so reach out to him and maybe be a part of the SFB Potathon. So when does that kick off exactly now? Let's, let's hear the logistics here. So, yeah, so um, Scott traditionally – has the draft start the first Monday in July. And I always try to have the potathon on that day because the excitement of draft day is when it's all, you know, it's, yeah. the, it's right. like Christmas day for fantasy football, right? Especially if you're in it. Um, he's expanding. I don't know the exact number this year, but more people. So Monday morning, July 5th, 9 a.m. Eastern time, you're going to be hungover from 4th of July sit in your house. It's the paid holiday for most people. Most people are paid off on that day if you have a good job. Um, and the rest of us. You know, <laughs> and, I, and I say that jokingly, there's plenty of people with good jobs who are still going to be working that day. But there's a lot. It, it is technically considered the day that the national holiday is celebrated. So if you're home, nurse your hangover with us. Stay with us all day. We're going to have a lot of the same Big names that come on with us every year. Matthew Berry's, Matt Harmon's, those guys are all back. Mark Schofield. I have a lot more people to put in. At night, I have Sam Holt. You know you know Sam Austin? Mm -hmm. yeah, former We're guest, friend of the show. Yes. We're doing a, a woman's power hour with her, 9 o'clock on the East Coast at night, where she's going to try to get all the ladies that she usually does her shows with on with us for that. Nice. Um, so it's just going to be awesome all the way through. We're going to go to 9 a.m. Tuesday morning. Now, I realize a lot of you got to get back to work on Tuesday. But some of you might have some sick days or might want to take a vacation day or, hey, it's on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to expand it to other places. Take us with you. Put us on in the car. Put us on when you get to work. Leave it on the background. We're looking to raise money, charities. We did $42,000 last year, and I want to break 50 this year. Nice. I think it's a great goal. Yeah, baby. I love the diversity. We pride ourselves on being a diverse podcast with the guests that we have on. Since that kicks off, essentially, the Scott Fishbowl, when we are less than four weeks away, do you have any idea what the settings are for this year? Have you even bothered to look yet? <laughs> so, <laughs> as I was, you know, before we came in, you know, I was on the air, I was telling you guys, I took a new job back in November. It's been a lot. It's been a lot of work. First and foremost, mm -hmm. I love it. I actually love the job. I love the people I work with, but more than ever, I got to work. So I am behind <laughs> on scheduling Potathon guests. I heard there's kickers this year. So I heard really? you can actually draft kickers and, and use them in your flex and your super flex. As far as the overall scoring, I'm sure there's a tight end premium in there. I'm sure there's some wild quarterback scoring, but I'd be lying to you if I studied those. There's a third round reversal this year. Oh, that I did. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I did know that. Yep. I do like a third round reversal. So you would want maybe a later draft slot? Do you want the 12th? I don't want the one alone as much. You know, you want the 11th or 12th? Is that your what you're shooting for? Then Because you get that quick. You get two money guys at the first, second turn on the turn there. And yeah. then you get that third round reversal. Uh, no, I like the third round because the third round reversal because you're not – whoever gets the one-on-one -on -one doesn't get three of the top 25 players, including the best play, the, the perceived best player. So I'm super stoked about that. I think like the 110 to 112 is kind of the sweet spot, maybe like 110-ish, 
So you still get, because I don't like to be right on the turn because I like to be able to, to look at other people and see what they have and maybe kind of work around what they've got. I don't want to wait 24 picks or whatever every time to, to take a pick. That That's always tough for me. Because there's so many divisions, you get different paces for these divisions. And sometimes you see these divisions that are out in front and they're humming along. And then you're in one of these ones where some guy, you know, is taking his mother to the Piggly Wiggly for, <laughs> for snacks or whatever. And the draft's moving slow. And you're like, oh, my God, I was at the top of the draft. And now it got reversed. I'm even further <laughs> And the reason, you know, I'm not a top of the draft guy. Last year I had the 101. I, I was not one of the people that requested it. Scott gave me the opportunity to request what pick yes. he wanted last year. I didn't. And he gave me the 101 in my – and I took McCaffrey because that was a consensus number one. Yeah, right. And so think about if you took McCaffrey last year and you got buried with him. And yep. now you're waiting even longer for your third-round pick to come up, I survived and made the playoffs last year based on the guys I took in those that third round and fourth round. I wouldn't have that pick this year. So, yeah, I'm not a top of the uh, – Where do you think McCaffrey goes in this year? I mean, obviously a first-rounder, but is he a top three? I think probably so. He's yeah. still the number one running back in, in redraft. But, I mean, this is a super flex, and we have seen how the super flex – drafts have been going it's been yeah but it's different in dynasty because you can get the age yeah the age bonus yeah you're locking you know, you get the longevity where right. you can take ryan fitzpatrick in this and be fine at well considering the scoring there's some you know you could take Derek carr in this setting and be fine Ooh, hey now we'll get to him in a little bit there's quarterbacks later Kirk cousins you can grab him later where he would you know that wouldn't be really something in these super flex days sal you haven't done a startup it is crazy heavy QB right now. And it's like 10 of the first 12 picks are QBs. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. It's freaking crazy. I'll tell you what what uh, salvaged me big time in Scott Fishbowl last year was I got Justin Herbert late. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. Right, right. And that that was probably – I had him and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You know, it was pretty good for me last year. Herbert allowed me to back into the playoffs last year as well. So I believe I had Herbert as well. He was one I'm of with you. Derek Carr. The Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders is the team that Salito roots for. Are you going to any games this year? I'm not going to make it out to Vegas this year, unfortunately. So so I live upstairs for my best friend in the world. We are looking. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan. So there is a very oh my God. high probability that Thanksgiving Day we will be in Dallas for Raiders. Dallas in the in big, the jury. big, so. big world. Yeah. 28, we went in 2018 when they played the Washington football team, which was an amazing trip. Oh, and the minute we heard them announce it was the Raiders, he's like, save your money. We're going. So <laughs> if I go, it'll be in Dallas. It won't be in Vegas. Now, will you connect with anyone from the community? I would love to. Uh, anytime I travel, uh, I always put it out there where I'm going. I would love to connect with anybody in the community. So if I do go, maybe Casey Kaysen, who's a Cowboys fan who lives right. over in that area, would be somebody I'd love to meet up with. I'll tell you one thing I am doing. My daughter, is uh, she's got a job in, in L.A., and she leaves July 17th, and I'm probably going to be going out there with her. So if you're watching this, listening to this, however you guys uh, get your fill of the hot sauce, I'll be out in L.A. for a few days the week of the 17th through whatever in July. I'd love to meet up with people then, too. So, yeah, I'm all about meeting people from the community. I dig it, man. Where are you at on Derek Carr? Back to the Raiders. Is he going to get back to that? What was that pre-broken leg? I'll tell you, I like Derek Carr. He's a likable guy. He's a good NFL quarterback. He's not great. He's never going to be the reason that a team wins. I'll be honest, last year when he pulled up limp with that groin, early in a game, it was an, I think it was a Sunday night game. It was a night game, whatever it was. Mariota came in and lit that offense on fire. He did. He played oh. amazing, and they rushed Derek Carr back for some reason. I want to see Mariota <laughs> play a little bit. So – Here's where I'm at. I think Carr will start the season. I, I do. But I want to see an open competition. If Mariota's good enough and he shows that he's good enough, let him play. He gave him a pretty decent salary to be there as a backup. And the NFL is more that style of game these days. This is a former number two overall pick uh, in Mariota. And so when I say if Carr's the starter, I'm going to back him. I back my guys on my team. I'm not going to say, and baby, like, God, take him out, blah, 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 blah. I'd like to see Mario to get a fair shot. Did you want a piece of any quarterback that was floating around this past offseason? Last summer, when they drafted Jordan Love, I said Aaron Rodgers is going to look great in silver and black next year. I think I remember I said that. that in 2020. 
right? Does that, make because, me, does that make me weird that I might remember that? Yeah, well, you're a little weird. Yeah, I mean, well. there's a lot of things that make you weird. This isn't the one thing. but It's just a, one of the things. Yeah, but the thing is, Aaron Rodgers, and I say this because it's true, he's kind of a douchebag, right? He's a totally. selfish douchebag. He, not kind of. He is. Just from what we can see on the from the outside, yeah. he's a douchebag. And it, it makes that sometimes that makes you great at you know what you do because you don't give a f about shit. He wants to be in a place like California, like Vegas. Like Vegas. I thought it was a perfect fit. And I, if the Packers were seriously trying to move him, I think he's going to play for the Packers this year. All right, let's just right. say that. Whenever he reports, he plays. But I would have loved to have had him. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I say this. Deshaun Watson in Vegas. I don't necessarily necessarily not take a player in fantasy. They've done something like really, really brutal. It's hard to root for them. But I wouldn't want him on my team, like my favorite team that I root for. Like I wouldn't want to win a Super Bowl with a guy. Let's be clear, Deshaun Watson hasn't been found guilty of anything yet. But he also may be a real piece of shit. Right, so yeah, absolutely. Totally. I don't yeah. want that guy to be the leader of my team, and we're in a Super Bowl, and I'm like, woo! And it's like, there's tons of women who have been left in his wake. So it's a real fine line of wanting a guy like that. Is he a tremendous player? Is he a friend? Yeah, but I'd really like to see the results of what goes on with whatever's found. Has Gruden or Mike Mayock, have they done a good enough job surrounding Derek Carr? You know they're making an effort. They're drafting guys and signing guys and free agency, but are they bringing some fantasy producers to the Raiders? I, I like the weapons. Let me say that I don't do the, I don't think they do a great job in a draft. For a guy who was the NFL Network's lead analyst for the draft in Mayock, and John Gruden, man, you know, he's really two of the players. I think they do an atrocious job in a draft year after year. Let's go back to the offensive players. I was horrified when they took Henry Ruggs over CeeDee Lamb, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Out there. How are you? Well, the ghost of Al Davis lives on with that team forever, okay? <laughs> throw it deep. Let's run fast and throw it deep. So, with that said, I like Ruggs, and I think Ruggs is being severely undervalued in Dynasty. He really is, because, you know, like when you lose the Super Bowl, you're not the second best team. You suck. You're the worst team, right? It's just that it's fan mentality. Because Ruggs wasn't CD Lamb, and because he got taken before CD Lamb, he sucks, right? In everybody's mind, he sucks. He doesn't suck. He had nagging injuries to start the year last year. He just never kind of got on, and they didn't use him enough. I was kind of happy that Aguilar was leaving because Aguilar was playing his role last year then they bring in john brown right so i don't want john brown now i don't know what's going on with justin what happened to him that's me going henry rugg sucks <laughs> Dude, john brown you know how many shares of john brown i got in the 13 fc eliminators this year i got at least a half a dozen john browns <laughs> Well, I, I think that I think that Ruggs will be okay. You know, that, that stereotypical, we see it all the time, he's better for the NFL than he is for fantasy. Yeah, I kind of understand it that. It does make sense. Like, he is going to stretch he's, the field. He's going he's to. The best ball guy. The best ball guy. Oh, yeah. And that's another one that sometimes applies and sometimes is just a cop out. I don't think he's ever going to be the high volume guy for fantasy. Definitely not as long as Darren Waller is there. So, Darren Waller is, yeah. is the best wide receiver on the team, right? He just, just traded for him in one. So, by the way, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so, made a smaller trade. I like the fact that they got Brian Edwards where he went because Brian Edwards, because of what, you know, some of his issues in college, fell. So, I, I right. really want to see those kids get an opportunity to play this year and see what they could do yeah. with Waller. You know, I'm still a Hunter Renfo fan. I feel like if you just throw the ball to the guy, he does, you know, he's right. like Ed McCaffrey, right? All he does is catch touchdowns or Chris Carter, all he does is catch touchdowns, you know? What was going through your mind when Kenyon Drake signed? We're trying to have better players on the team to win. Their task with winning an NFL championship, not winning us fantasy championships, right? So right. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of Josh Jacobs from his rookie year in, in, uh, in rookie drafts, rookie auctions, whatever. I bet. But R- Josh Jacobs really started to wear on me last year because much like I said about Julio earlier with the nagging leg injuries, Josh Jacobs is always on the sideline getting his legs worked on, right? It and, sh- and he had the shoulder. Nuts. Yeah. It's nagging injuries with this guy. And, you know, I say year after year. He's only played two years. But you keep hearing how we're going to throw him the ball. And they don't throw him the ball. They bring yeah. in pass catching backs. They were signing Theo Riddick off his deathbed. And, Ooh, Theo and, Riddick, the, uh, a New Jersey native. Yeah. And now we bring in Drake. And Drake, they're like, oh, he's going to be used like almost like a wide receiver. From a fantasy standpoint, I'm so off of the Josh Jacobs wagon. 
But as a Raider fan, I love, hey, listen, weapons, more weapons. I um, feel like that Kenyon Drake will keep Jacobs fresh. If there's an extra game this season. I feel like uh, this is not a bad thing. It'll absorb drake will absorb some of the blows that jacobs has been taking last year they had 457 rushing attempts there's still plenty of volume for for jacobs even with Kenyon drake there say Kenyon drake gets 125 carries 112 uh running back targets last year 457 carries there's there's room for jacobs to still be a solid or a high-end rb2 he just made me he just won't do it on my roster right so uh, I think I still own them on one team. I so you're you sold all of your Jacobs, unbelievable. So I wanted to sell them right uh, when all this started happening. I was like, I'm out. I'm out on Jacobs. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm in on Jacobs because his price dropped so far. I bought. I was in. I, all these other guys have another year of experience. Carr is an, is another year in Gruden's system. Uh, you said Mariota is the shit on the bench. He may so. actually go be shit on the bench and had one good game, but I'd like to see him get a an opportunity and Justin said something that's really important right price is important right what value could you get Josh Jacobs at if you're getting him for a really good trade or he's dropped in a draft or whatever it makes sense at all you don't just say hey I'm off that guy and then he's sitting there in the fourth round for some ridiculous reason you gotta take him he should never I got him in the I got Jacobs in the sixth of a startup startup yes yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, that was that must have been when the Drake news dropped or something. Yeah, probably. Everybody's been so low on Jacobs, and he's just a guy you can plug into your lineup. You're not getting 30 points from. Him. You're not getting 25 points. You know, it's not yeah, double-focusing, but yeah, you get 13, 14 points out of him a week. I'm happy with that as an RB two. RB3, et cetera. The Raiders have two, would you say above average quarterbacks? Slightly above average quarterbacks? I'd say average They're average. Average yeah. to very slightly above average. Yes, I'd say average with the arrow pointing up, possibly. Right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys, I just got a notification. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Dak Prescott is leaving uh, Adidas and signing with Jordan Brand. Very oh. important. Tim Tebow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh baby. Now when Tim Tebow was signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, basically everyone poo-pooed it as almost like a publicity stunt or he's tight with Urban Meyer as just one excuse after another. Do you think he makes some starts? Does he make this roster? Start a game at what position? Eh, oh, maybe I should say this. Does he score a touchdown? And is the touchdown rushing, passing, or receiving? I just don't know what they're making this, right? So real quick, he is on my Eliminator roster. I took over my last pick. Nice. I did take him in an Eliminator or two. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you why I think he makes the roster. Just to annoy the shit out of me, right? Because when he was in the league, when he was in the league, and again, Tebow's a great human being, right? It's, you can't say anything bad about Tim Allegedly. Tebow. That's yes. what they were saying about Deshaun a year ago. True. It's exactly. Um, but he's been more of the holy roller, and I'm not. I'm, that just right. isn't my speed. But I, know, I know. I was just teasing. But, yeah. No, I know. Tebow. I know. But let's, next time Larry Sirius will be the first time Larry Sirius. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, no shit. Uh, <laughs> I, think that, um, I think that the coach is trying to prove something here. You know, like I could bring my brand. Yeah, yep. do something like, and I agree with the Taysom Hill comparison. He's not Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is much younger and stronger at this point. Yeah. But Tebow's still in pretty damn good shape. Have you seen the uh, guy? Have you seen his thighs? Um, have you I seen his wanna, thighs? I've seen his guns. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got ripped guns. I'm gonna admit to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Behind, no, open up the that closet behind you. Let me see. What they you gave got him in there. zero. They gave him zero guaranteed money. Like no, oh boy. You know, there's a Raiders Antonio Brown jersey in that closet. Yes, oh, I love wait, that. Wait, no, wait, wait. That was great. He was on the Raiders for like two weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. <dude. laughs> so that with his AB jersey. Up my there. son bought this for me for Father's Day that year. That's awesome. <laughs> you gotta put that. Is that hung up? What, what's that? In, what was that in between? Was that in between like Charlie Garner? It was and, the last. Uh, it's the last thing in a row. It's not in between anything. <laughs> <laughs> you had it right next to the Tim Brown jersey. Let me say, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> he had that next to Stabler, man. I mean, he didn't have oh, to. Wait, look, at it, look at what jersey I just pulled out. Oh, the Rucker. Oh, wow. That's your Long Island boy. Future tight end in the NFL look, next year. Hold on. I want him to be Sal a tight end in the NFL so bad. Sal opened his closet two inches and he's pulling out these jerseys. You're like, wait, where did these come and they're, from? And they're like mint condition. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. where, name one person that has seen Sal in a, in a football jersey. 
I don't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> they still have tags on them. My son buys them for me. Oh, I should have. So your son <laughs> buys them for you regardless of whether you wear them. Put them in a fucking frame or something, man. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, you open up the other side of the closet. Oh, this is great. There's your boy. Oh, there, is, okay. there you go. That's a Jacobs jersey. Uh-huh. And there he is. Look, how do they stay mint condition? Because he's just throwing them into the basket over there somewhere. (laughs) There's his favorite one. Henry Ruggs. Now now he's got to spend an hour ironing them once we get off. (laughs) I bet you Sal's got – he's got one of them steamer irons, no doubt. You got a fancy iron, Sal? I don't. I have a regular good old iron. Oh, yeah? You got the the ceramic bottom, or is it like the stainless steel bottom to the iron? All right. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Put some work into that. Mark Sal tried to heat up a fucking slice of pizza with his iron. Right. And got all yeah. Everything in your room is black and white, Sal. Even I know. Your shirt is gray. I'm very Wait, my shorts are green. Hold on. Oh, no. No, please, no. I, too, am wearing green shorts. Those are boxer shorts, you sick guy. Sit down. Even all the jerseys you pulled out were black and white. Not that, except for that Ruckert jersey. Yeah, yeah. I have a Stephen Hill jersey. Nobody else on earth has a Stephen Hill jersey. Not even no. Stephen Hill. <laughs> right. Stephen, yeah. Hill Stephen Hill's mother doesn't have a Stephen Hill jersey. <laughs> the rugs. I don't know which jersey was most impressive. Do you have like an old school jersey that you just you don't have to go search for, but pulled out some recent ones? Do you have I any have like jerseys that I would have to dig for? Barry Sanders. Ooh. I got Dan Marino home in a way. I got one that that just looked like I have a Jamal Anderson. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Dirty bird. Oh yeah. I won my first ever championship in 1988 with Jamal Anderson and Marshall Falk as my running backs. He meant 98, by the way, guys. Go to my Twitter today. I posted a picture comparison of me and Dana White. I did. I, I noticed that man. That's <laughs> pretty good. I had, actually I had to click on. I mean, I wasn't wearing my glasses, but. <laughs> I didn't know which picture to click on. I didn't know which one it was going to be. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, we did touch on Rogers and we touched on Watson. Watson, Rogers, Drew Locke, or Teddy B. There's going to be more than one quarterback that makes starts in Denver this year. Well, Locke will probably get the first opportunity to start. If he gets hurt, it'll be Teddy B. And a- I think it's just going to be nothing. We're going to give you whatever you want. <laughs> just play for us one more year. Oh, yeah, Rogers is going anywhere. I, don't, I really don't believe Rogers is going anywhere. Not That's this a power year, play. right? Not this year, but this is probably the yeah. last. Let's talk about some trades, baby. Let's do some trades. Oh, we had some trades. We had some trades. I cannot wait for Sal to weigh in on some of the trades that have been made. Justin and I had a rookie draft recently. The Fantasy Timeline Listener League had their rookie draft. We did the startup a couple months ago, and the rookie draft just occurred, and I had a slew of rookie picks. I had the 1-1, one, one, I had the one three, four, five, and 9. Okay, I just gave away the, the whole part of the segment, I guess. <laughs> I, I think I just did that. Anyway. I'll pretend that I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sal, you're you're on the clock in a rookie draft. Here's a trade you made in a rookie draft. Let's just put it that way. You traded the one one for Baker Mayfield and the one seven in a super flex one point five tight end premium start ten. That is the one one for Baker Mayfield and the one seven. So we'll work off the premise that it was Trevor Lawrence, right? So that's correct. If you're in a super flex and you weren't taking Trevor Lawrence at 101, you were just trying to be different on purpose. Listen, I think Najee Harris obviously fell to the absolute best spot for him team wise, right? He's he landed in a place where they need to get back to running the ball the way the Steelers used to run the ball. Right. He's the guy to do it. Baker, Baker seems to really have righted his ship after a tough start to his career. Uh, he's still got great weapons. I don't know if the weapons themselves are going to be as valuable as they once were, but he's got a mix of good of good guys over there, two good running backs. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I feel it's a fairly a fairly good trade for the Baker Najee side because you got a, a who I will consider to be a low end QB one in a 12 team. And you got a legit stud running back in his like his youth. Like you want a running back in those first five years. Yes. Right. And and I'm a little worried about Jacksonville. I don't think it's a sure thing. 
I think Trevor Lawrence is really good. If he ends up in the right place, he'd be fine. This is the first time Urban Meyer's coached in the NFL. I don't know what staff he put together out there, what he's running out there, what he's doing, and we'd have to see. So, so that uh, would be the trade that Larry and I made. He had the 101. I had Baker in the 107. I gave them up, and I immediately tried to flip, and no one bit. So I took Trevor Lawrence easy, thinking if I want to make a move later, whatever. I also – I'm considering just tearing the team down and loading up on 2022 picks. Already? And you know, I like to do that. I like to have fun with it. Oh. Every other team I have is a contender in my opinion. I like the sound of this, man. I like yeah. the- I did rebuilds left and right, so now I have I have all these teams ready to roll. I don't have a rebuild this year, so this might be the one. This we'll is see. exciting. This is exciting I have, news. I have Kyler and Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. And I'll yeah. be honest with you. I, I honestly come away from that trade saying, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think anybody got hosed. The only right. thing I don't have is a running back. I mean, I have Rojo and then a bunch of pieces. And even Rojo is sort of just a piece. Man, my wide receivers. Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, Antonio Brown. So there's some pieces there I could move and oh. just accumulate a bunch of bunch of picks and go for it. But we'll see. You know what I wanted to say earlier that I forgot? Do you think Ruggs has a higher ceiling than Marquise Brown? But what we've seen already of Marquise Brown, which is basically just mediocre. At the end of last season, Marquise Brown was better than mediocre. That's what he does, Marquise Brown, right? He gets you excited again. And next year you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting me some Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I hate that. My that team runs through through Lamar's legs. And now Dobbins is, you know, going to get the chance to re-sign Gus Edwards. If you asked me. Who's a better wide receiver? I tell you, it's Hollywood Brown. It's Marquise Brown. He's the better wide receiver. Is he in a better situation? I don't know. I don't think so. So I think Ruggs is in a better situation. I think Ruggs than will Hollywood. outperform him. I think Ruggs will outperform him from a fantasy standpoint, scoring total points this year. Mm, See, I don't that's, know. That's high. Right, so over the last six games, Marquise Brown had 41 targets. If I can get 41 targets out of six games – that's 109, and he ended up with 100 last year. So I don't know that market that Henry Ruggs is on the 100, 115 target pace. He's in his second point. year. I mean, you got to remember this: all the COVID restrictions. Yeah, but he wasn't outside. good in college either. He wasn't that good in college. All he is, he's just a fast guy. All he's ever been is fast. He never stood out in college. Marquise Brown was ridiculous in college. You know, like I said, he's a better player. I just don't know if I love his situation as much. Hey, you're forgetting they brought in Sammy Watkins in Baltimore, bro. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys seen the video of Sammy Watkins doing that drill? It's the weave drill. Man, he looks slow. Like they they do all the receivers, and he looks like he's y'all's age. Ah, look at listen to you, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're not that far off, Mister. He's in his forties, Justin. Who's the rookie wide receiver that Ravens drafted too that they like? I mean, they drafted Prochet last year. You got Bateman. They yeah, and Rashad it. Bateman, Rashad Bateman. So, yeah. again, they're they're bringing in a lot of weapons there, and and that team goes through the ground. And and don't forget Mark Andrews. Yeah, well, Mark Andrews is in Darren Waller. He's not they, he's not getting 130 targets a year. He's getting 100, 110. Yeah, and he's just a he's just a guy. In another offense, he'd be great, but not in that offense. And I understand that Marquise Brown is not in line for. 140 targets. It's just not happening in that offense. I mean, I'd be surprised if they threw 450 times this year. It's just uh, for all the pieces there, it's not great. Lamar's pulling down quick. You know, he's that's yeah. his mind frame. That's his mind yeah. frame. He does not look. He's not getting to a third read. Yeah. No way. He's not getting. He doesn't to a need third. to man. If you're going to pick up 20 on the ground, why do you? Why do you have to go through all your reads? So, you could just so, pick up pick up a twenty yards on a run on a because, to, because because at some point you have to win in the playoffs and you're not also doing because anything. he doesn't want to only have a three year career right yeah. Exactly. Yeah. he's gonna get hammered one time and and all two hundred and six pounds of him is gonna look like a it's gonna look like a road runner falling mm-hmm. off it's due yeah man that kind of stuff is due I'm telling you yeah I guess I would want Hollywood over rugs Hollywood okay so I got another trade oh yeah all right so made a trade. It's a trade addicts. I don't know if everybody's familiar or not. It's 1.75 tight end premium. Terrible commission yep. over there. Go ahead. Ten, yeah, oh man. I can't, <laughs> can't stand the guy. But, you know, I tolerate it because I like the league. Ooh, the commissioner in uh, that we're talking about right now is Dynasty Outhouse, who lives about 40 minutes from me, will be visiting the Larry Monkey compound. Is that because your wives are going to get together to hang out? Didn't so, Sal. 
It turns out, how crazy is this world? Mrs. Monkey and Mrs. Outhouse work together in the, for, the right? same in the, for the same company. I've met Mrs. Outhouse. Mrs. Outhouse works is a colleague of my wife. Yes. And you guys never knew this until never knew this. Never knew this. It was like six or eight months ago. They're like, oh, wait, our wives work together. Yeah. Well, I, I met and hung out with both of them. I mean, I've I've hung out with Russ a handful of times in the city, but one night Bobby Koch and his wife were there. So uh Russ's wife and uh they're, they're good people i friended you know the hq guys uh, you know all these guys are like my 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 buddies now and stuff so i you know i friended some some folks on facebook which i never really have crossed those those lines before so yeah so i i created a dynasty hot sauce facebook they're group. like who's this kin guy yeah <laughs> oh hey, hey so i friended the hq guys uh just and uh outhouse he must have been stalking my page or something because he sends me a text he's like hey does your wife you know work for and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> uh yeah so yeah his wife they both work in finance they both but they work in different parts of finance but they have corresponded and have had meetings together and they've had facetimes as well amazing so, unreal yes yes, well, yes speaking of this terrible commissioner it was actually with the terrible commissioner the trade was oh wait 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 let me just interrupt one last time justin i'm sorry <laughs> once again so i'm, I'm getting out so outhouse and his wife are coming i guess and his kids are coming to visit and sal i'll throw you the invite as well man if you want to shoot over to jersey let me know the date if if it's plausible. I'll, I'll I'm pretty Shane. I mean, if that's okay, if you're I'm if out. You, if, you're, yeah, Manila, if you don't want to hang with Shane, we don't have enough of Shane during the potathon. I'm sure the dates will evolve, initially evolve around Shane. He's coming up from Philly, and yeah. Well, I, listen, I really want to get the justice trade, but you are <laughs> married and you have children. I have a a five year old daughter. Five year old daughter. Right? Who will be six? Right. In Russ August. is married. Russ has young children. Yes. Uh -huh. Shane is divorced. He is yeah. on a, a tour of destruction. Yes. And you're bringing him amongst yes. Do you realize I'm staying Love Shane. I, I love him. I, love just, I don't even know why I brought my wife into this. Do you discussion. have a love shack back there for him to bring his Tinder date with him? Dude. <laughs> so I said to my wife, I'm like, can I just invite Outhouse over? And he's, she's like, no, you have to invite the whole family. She's calling the shots now. I want to invite my Larry, dynasty brethren over. She's been calling the my, shots. Now my wife has infiltrated my fucking lifestyle, my my secret lifestyle, basically. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of. I don't even know what you call it a lifestyle. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Independent Larry. But yeah, now I have to ask my wife permission to invite fucking outhouse, and she's telling me that his his wife has to come because she knows his wife. Which really, it's been like 14 months since she pulled the plug on this show. And we've all known since that moment that she calls the shots. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to. Right. Everyone so knows be that. Very clear Dal here. even knows that. The wife calls the shots. That's why I don't live home anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Was some right. of us, some of us the... just, <laughs> let's get to Justin's trade. Back to the trade. <laughs> Back to the trade, folks. Okay, here we go. All right, so 1.75 premium, pretty Standard, otherwise, there's some return yards, don't matter, yada, yada, yada. I think it's start 10, so 12-team super flex start 10. All right, I let's see here. It was One side was A.J. Brown, the other side was Darren Waller and a 22 first, probably going to be a late first. So, one one seven five premium, A.J. Brown or Waller and a late 22 first. The 1.75 is a tight end premium? Yes, Yep. And so you got Waller in a late 2022 first for A.J. Brown. Yep. I would take the Waller side. I, I know like Larry's it. a tight end guy. I am. With oh, seven five. Five. As much as you want to doubt Waller and you just keep wanting to doubt him, he's still the man. Why can't he be the tight end one this year? You know, he's he's solid. He doesn't really get banged up. There's he's, a tier. There's a three tight end tier that he's in, right? He's in that same tier with Kelsey and Kittle. Yeah. Oh, Kelsey's in alone. He ain't young anymore, and I realize he did what he did last year. But it's the three of them in that tier. Period. Yep. I'm not. I'm not touching. I'm taking Waller over Kelsey. Yeah. I don't care. In a dynasty. But last year in these settings, in last year in these settings, Waller scored three twenty five, and AJ Brown scored two hundred eighteen. That's, That's significant. It's a I mean, big granted, 
Granted, Brown missed a couple games, but still, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a whole lot, a lot. And adding the first, it's a team that I, my best tight end was Irv Smith. I have a contender, a legit contender. And my wide receivers are Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, and I can plug in Brandon Cooks. You know, I, I'm not listening to it anymore. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. I was just yeah. reading Sal's mind. I'm a clairvoyant sometimes. I was reading Sal's mind. He wasn't listening. He was zoned out. Yeah. He was thinking about it. He was staring at that fucking rugs jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I, I took a long time. I'm glad that you guys love it. Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. require Henry Ruggs for a third. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to get him for the jersey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sal, you make any trades? Justin, you have any more trades? I did some draft pick trades. They don't matter. I sold off players in a league where it was super flex. I, I had only Garoppolo left as a starting quarterback. I had Drew Brees who retired, obviously. And I was like, boy, I'm not going to go in here with this team. So I, I sold off a bunch of guys. But I managed to get severely overpaid for Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. I do it every time. Yeah. Emmett Smith. I do it every time. Yeah, whatever you got. Arizona Cardinals there, Emmett Smith. Ezekiel Elliott. Every time I try to say Ezekiel, I say Emmett Smith. Every time. It's, it's, Cowboy it's, fans it's, are like, wait. I am so sick. I'm so old. So I sold Zeke for, it was like a first plus, like a high-end first plus. It was. What year? Uh, this For this year's money, it was for rookie money. So I, it's, it's tough for, as an auction, it's tough to say. You know what it equates to? It would have been more than what the 101 and 102 were valued at. Like, it's just, yeah. Significant I, I, got, I got, but I, that league, I sold off him, OBJ, Brandon Cooks. I think I sold Jacobs. I sold Josh Jacobs. Uh, I sold everybody. I, uh, I cleared the warehouse. I had no quarterbacks. Cleared yeah. the warehouse. No quarterbacks. I'll tell you, we talked earlier about Josh Jacobs. At the end of the year last year, when they weren't sure if he was going to play, and I was in a semifinal. Oh, that's I, the worst. Yeah. I traded him for James Robinson. And I know you're going to go, oh, my God. No. James Robinson f- had, was on the bench last year for the playoffs because he fucked me as well. I ended up going into dispersal after the season ended anyway. There was a dispersal draft because two new people came in. So I dispersed the team anyway. That was the only place that I owned Patrick Mahomes. So I own him somewhere else with Russ, by the way. But I only had Patrick Mahomes. So every year I didn't have a second quarterback to compete with. So I went into the disposal and I came away with Dak and Joe Burrow. So now I'm a happier guy. Nice. So sometimes you got to get rid of all these guys and start over. Like Justin was saying, you got to rebuild. It's fun to have a rebuild sometimes. Yep. It is. We, we talk about it all the time. Either you, if you have to question your team, boom, rebuild. Boom. So speaking of drafts, you know, we're not going to do a dispersal because we have a startup coming up. All right, we're gonna talk about this. Let's let's we'll hash things out. up, Dad. We'll wrap it. Okay, you sure don't want to wrap things up right now? No, <laughs> no, we're not wrapping this up. All right, okay, we won't the keep Salito that much longer. But we we do have some. What do they call it in the some housekeeping? Yes, that's what they call it in the biz, right? Some housekeeping. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Henry Ruggs just entered the building. Look at look at that. I think it's Henry Ruggs' size too, because it barely fits Sal. Julio's gonna wear this next year. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, what what what'd you say, Justin? What was that? Let's talk about the listener league. All right. So it's we time. have a listener it's league. Time. We've been we've been holding our we've been holding our breath, waiting for the listener league. I, I could not draft with all these goddamn eliminators happening and all this nonsense. So Sal, we have a listener league. It's a fourteen team superflex tight end premium. We are excited to announce. That the draft will be when starting when, Justin. Let's do this weekend. Let's just I'll yeah. Well, that's not that's a pinpoint of day. Let's say approximately within the How next Sunday, five days. Ten a.m. What? Ish. Sunday at ten a.m. Let's do it. Sunday at ten a.m. I think we could do that. Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck? Uh, not? I'll write up bylaws tonight. We'll get a group me set up for everybody. All um, right. So by the time yeah. you're hearing this, you should be already in the group me. Oh boy. This is exciting. we'll get rolling. Larry so wanted to wait until after the Scott Fishbowl draft, which oh, yeah. is you know, like, oh, let's wait till June the twentieth or something and start the the uh, startup that we've been talking about since March. Sal, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
<laughs> you know, I'm dogging you, Larry. No, we're not Let's doing it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. And I agree. No, you talked me into it. Yeah, I, I didn't. My head has been still been spinning from all these goddamn eliminators that I. You just take a deep breath. Uh, yeah, I'm still decompressing, but I feel like this weekend I'll be okay and I'll be back into the draft mindset because this is all I think about anyway. So yeah, I'll, I'll be ready to go. One, just one at a time now. Anyway, so, except for the DDCL rookie draft, I'm looking forward to well, that. I don't know. So let's talk about the dad of three, the co-host of the at FF Funhouse on the at DFP Network. He's the co-host <laughs> of the at. On the Daily DFS for at Rotoviz, he's the host of the at SFB Pothathon. Let's hear it for Salido. He couldn't even say at Salido. <laughs> at Salido FF, the Thank Long you, Island serial killer. What? Yeah, baby. Whoa. <laughs> I get labeled the Lisk. That's what we call the Long Island serial killer for short, Lisk. <laughs> you know him. You know the serial Long Island serial I, I have listened to many documentaries and podcasts on the Lisk. It's called the Lisk Killer. That's what they call it. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of redundant. Uh, you know, doubled you up. Take yeah. killer twice, but pretty well story, That's like doing the ATM there's machine. There right, there's a good one out there right now, Seven Potter. It just came out this year. That's right. Was that on Netflix or Amazon Prime or what's that? Netflix had a movie which was made about Shannon Gilbert, which was the lad, the girl, the, the her mother was the one that led like the search for everything. So Netflix had a movie about that. But no, uh, on all your podcasts, I think it's just called Lisk, the Long Island Serial Killer. Seven parts. Uh, it's a podcast. It's really good. Really interesting stuff. Oh, but he's still, he's so still yeah, it's it. a Sal, Sal's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even going to let it go, Sal. He's like, no, we're just going to double down. He's the Lisk. The Lisk. Welcome. Thanks for the Lisk. I'd like to thank the Lisk for coming out tonight. And <laughs> I say this for your entertainment, Larry. I live 15-ish minutes away from where those bodies were found. Where? <laughs> where? Where are you broadcasting the Potathon from? So every year I do it from uh, my best friend's office. We call that the Seven Red Production Studios. That's the name of his company, Seven Red Production Sound and Lighting. And I always do it from his office because I live upstairs from him and he does not want to hear me for 24 hours in his house. So I do it from his office, which is <laughs> 10 minutes away from where I live. And um, we'll be, we should be back there again this year. So, so far, you're yeah. not going to be in Long Beach? No, Farmingdale, Long Island. Um, Andy Singleton found me last year. Andy Singleton, I did not give him the address. I strictly said Seven Red Productions. He found the website online, got the address, knocked on the door with a bacon, egg, and cheese and a coffee for me. What a gentleman. He drove from Brooklyn? Singleton? He drove, not only did he drive out from where he lives in one of the boroughs, which I believe is Brooklyn. He lives in Brooklyn, yeah. Are you guys sure he's not the Lisk? <laughs> oh, you're right. Hey, he I, I was delivering a sandwich to Salito. I, I swear. <laughs> he came before work, brought me a sandwich, and went back to the city to go to work. <laughs> That's not easy in New York. I'm just saying. It's a oh awesome. hell no, man. I mean, I lived in Queens. If if I drove to Brooklyn, it'd be 15 minutes. But if I took the subway, it would take like a fucking hour. Depends what the busy drive. The BQE. You know, it's all about the BQE at that at that point. But yeah, man, whatever, man. I we I, we digress. For, I'll be in Long Island uh, for Father's Day. I'll be in Comac. Does that re resonate with you? Again, uh, 15, 20 minutes away from me. Dude, let's hang out for Father's Day, man. Listen, let your wife know that you're going to hang out with Sal for Father's Day. She know, actually, you know what? <laughs> I told her tonight. I was like, I, I was like Salito on the pod tonight, and she's like, "Oh, Long Island guy." Hey, well, I'll tell you what. I don't. She's know from Long. My wife's from Long Island. Actually, we might be coming in Saturday because Sunday's Father's Day. Right. I don't we know what your plans are, but I will definitely make time to at least meet up and have one beer. I, we have to at least have a beer together. That right? would be classic. So you let me know what your plans are. Since you're coming in, and it's you who has the plans. I'll meet you somewhere for sure. Sounds yeah. good, my man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Is there anything else that we missed out talking yeah, about in terms it. of Sal, Lido, and everything you have happening, man? Do we miss no, out on anything? I think you nailed everything. At Sal Lido FF and at SFB Potathon on Twitter. You want to get all the information on who the guests will be, what the times those guests will be on, prizes. We're not doing as heavy this year. 
Uh, Potathon and SFB Church went on sale today. I Both, just saw that. Uh, yes. Through RotoWare and Viridian, this global is doing them also. There's a ton of nice. shirts out there this year. So, guys, support any way you can. Any way you can. Follow those accounts. Excellent. Oh, that's fantastic. Justin, do you have anything else to add to this? Uh, I, just, I just want to say thanks again, Sal, for coming on. And uh, we can't wait to be on the Podathon again and, you know, support the cause. Can't wait to have you, gents. Thank you. Thank you for we having me. We are ready. We are ready to rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers talking dynasty football baby come get 